On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we are going to talk about the Wright County Fair and the participation of Wright County's 4-H members at the County Fair. It's our regular uh, first, uh, second Tuesday visit uh, each month with uh, members of the Wright County uh, Fair Extension Group. And Liam Barnes represents uh, the University of Minnesota Extension today, along with intern Lily Teague, who both join us to talk about the fair. Folks, good morning to you. Morning. How are you? Doing great. Nice to have you along with us here today. You guys are all getting pumped up for the Wright County Fair, I'm sure. Oh, we're very excited. This is our busiest and favorite time of the year. Refresh our memory, Liam, about what you do with uh, 4-H, and uh, then, Lily, you can do the same, too, if you would. Yeah, so I'm the local extension educator filling in for Kim Fox right now in Wright County. Um, So I oversee all the University of Minnesota extension programs relating to youth development in Wright County. Um, Everything from shooting sports and wildlife to horse to um, the fair, which is obviously what we're in the middle of right now and getting prepared for. Um, and then I am one of the summer interns this year, and usually we focus a lot on camps and day camps, but we've paused that for right now to work on the fair, and then we're going to resume that uh, a couple of weeks after the fair ends. Good. And Lily, are you from the Wright County area, or where are you from? Yeah, I am. This is actually my second year as the Wright County 4-H intern. Great. Well, we're uh, happy to uh, continue to have you working with Wright County 4-H, and uh, I'm sure it's uh, this year is a lot more like uh, the, the normal type of year you were expecting rather than last year. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to have an in-person fair this year. Sounds good. Well, Liam, where do we start here? What have the groups um, in general and what have they been doing here over the last uh, number of weeks and maybe all through the year to kind of you know, the the focus on the fair that's coming up next week. Yeah, well, we haven't had as much time to plan as we typically have for our fair, you know. Um, We kind of only found out that we were going to be fully in person at the beginning of June, but we have had a ton of amazing volunteers helping us out. Um, Tracy Gutnick, who's on our fair board, has been absolutely critical in getting our food stand up and running, which everybody should come check out this year. We always have delicious menu items at a great price. Um, that will be right across from our 4-H building. Um, this past, yesterday, last night, we just had a, our big fair cleanup where we got the building ready, cleaned everything out. Um, it's looking spick and span and brand new. Uh, we've been having horse clinics going on to get everybody ready for all our horse shows, which is a, something awesome that everybody should come check out. And if you can't come and see our livestock shows, like sheep, dairy, goat, poultry, you should come and check out our Facebook page and follow us on our Instagram, and we will be live-streaming all our shows this year. Is that the first time you guys have tried that? Yeah, that is the first time we've tried that. Okay. Um, we didn't know what capacity was going to look like. It is completely open this year, so please come in person and see them. But if you can't make it, um, we will have them on our Facebook page. It'll be kind of handy for uh, folks that, uh, as you say, you know, maybe are are stuck at home or can't get there on that particular day and time or whatever. Yeah, and it'll be great for, you know, people who live out of state but have family in Wright County who want to see them show. We're very excited about it. Sure. 
Um, and you expect that there will be representatives from pretty much every, if not all, of the Wright County 4-H chapters, right? Yes. I think I don't know of a club that does not have at least one member showing in the fair. Most of our clubs are very, very active in the fair, um, working food stand shifts, cleaning up our buildings, um, helping out with shows. We're very lucky with the great volunteer base we have here. And typical ages for these youngsters uh, in 4-H that come to the fair are what? Well, we've got everybody from 19-year-olds who have just finished their freshman year in college all the way down to our clover buds, um, which can be as young as six years old. So for so those, we've got, yeah, those six-year-olds, that's, uh, boy, that first time ever at the fair, that's got to be a thrill, huh? Yeah, and I mean, some of them are already seasoned veterans by the time they're six because they've been going for so long because their older siblings have already been there. So we've got, it's always great fun to come and see the clover buds at every single show. um, We have a clover bud section, and that's, that's about the cutest thing in the world. Highly recommend it. What did the individual clubs, um, you know, just as a general rule, how did they respond once they found out or once everybody found out? Because it was, you know, everybody was kind of on pins and needles about whether or not the fair was going to be able to be held, uh, as well as all of the town celebrations. And then uh, we got that word in wherever it was, late May or very early June, that, yep, the restrictions are being lifted and it's pretty much, pretty much back to normal. Yeah, I think that we all had the same reaction of, you know, exhilaration and then, okay, how are we going to pull this off? Because like you said, it came in May, late May, early June-ish. Um, feels, like, feels like a year ago at this point, but we had to start, usually we start planning our fair in January. Um, so there was just a lot of like scrambling, but again, we're very lucky to have amazing volunteers and a great fair board to work with. And so it all came together real fast, and we're super blessed. Now, Liam, will it be the usual events? I mean, is it pretty much everything that uh, a normal year's fair that we expect? Uh, will all of the the different livestock areas, the different uh, judgings, uh, has, has there been any trouble in, in getting judges, or were, all, were they already just ready to get the word to go? We were preemptive on that, and so we did book judges just for our... We were going to... We had decided before that we were going to have some sort of fair judging. So we were lucky enough to have our judges booked. Um, You know, we have had to deal with some cancellations and last-minute stuff, but that's very typical um, in a fair year. We are going to have everything. We have our grilling contest this year on Saturday um, of the fair at 4 p.m., so that's very exciting. We recommend people come if you want to see... Our 4-H'ers show off their cooking skills. That's where 4-H'ers from all different species areas, poultry, um, lamb, uh, horse, they all cook their meat, except for horse, of course. Um, But they cook their species and prepare a dish, and that's a big contest. And so that will be on Saturday at 4. Yeah, it's back to normal. We have all our judging areas, everything from needlework to family development to communication and demos. Boy, that's got to, I was thinking, that's got to set the the bar pretty high if you got, uh, you know, a young pit boss at about 10 years of age that's, uh, you know, 
who's uh, king of the grill already, that's uh, that's got to be pretty good for those families. Yeah, well, we, you got to get them trained young on the grill, <laughs> and that's the real trick. Start them early. Yeah, great. And that's something brand new this year, right, the grilling contest? Uh, that's something we've done historically. It's even done at the steak fair. Um, it's done at the steak fair for poultry, okay. and that's how they decide poultry prince and princess. Yeah. Um, it's usually done at the county level with all species. Okay. Um, but we're particularly excited about it because it didn't look like it was going to be a go this year. Got and it. we were able to get it on last minute. All right. Well, Lily, let's get you involved in the conversation here. What uh, types of things have you been working on in these last weeks and, and now this week leading up to the fair? Um, well, I've been putting in a lot of work and getting all of our awards ready uh, for everybody who's participating in livestock, performing arts, all the general projects. Um, so I've been doing a lot of work getting all of those ready um, and getting a lot of awesome sponsors uh, signed up to uh, you know, donate for those awards. Um, something else I've been working on is getting our website set up. Um, and we've got all these links um, and QR codes that we're going to be posting around the fair that'll go straight to our websites with all of our show programs so that we can um, check those out um, and people can keep track of them during the shows. Sounds great. That sounds like it's uh, keeping you busy. Now, do you you have uh, places that you order all the ribbons from and all that? And uh, so it was a matter of you didn't know for sure if if uh, the fair was going to go at first, but then when word came that uh, it's a go, now you got to kind of get all, everything all assembled. Yeah, you know, we order awards from a lot of different places, actually. Um, we do have one place right here in Wright County, um, North Star Awards in Buffalo, that we do get a lot of our awards from, and we're very thankful for Brian's help, especially on such a short notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have um, a lot of volunteers who just, like, give their time, um, such as Carol Hainer. Um, she does embroidery for um, all of our chairs that we give to um, certain participants. Yep, she's well-known in the area. We have things done by Carol ourselves here at uh, the station. So, uh, yep, she's a great source for custom products like that. Um, will you have ours at the fair as well? Yeah, um, everybody here at the office is going to be hanging out behind uh, the desk in the 4-H General Exhibit building. Uh, we're open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the fair. So it gets to be kind of some long days, but, uh, you know, sometimes um, long days are kind of fun, too. You know, there's there's such a thing as being kind of fun exhausted, too. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm really excited. Yeah. And, Liam, uh, will the 4-H'ers be a part of every day all the way through Sunday at the fair? Yeah, every single day at the fair we have um, our 4-H'ers either working the food stand, um, doing livestock shows or doing fashion review, performing arts, communication, um, livestock demos. Um, every single day at the fair, there's something fun going on, and our 4-H'ers are almost always involved, and not just in the 4-H events, too. Our 4-H'ers are usually very active in open class as well and any other contests going on at the fair, such as the parade um, and other activities. 
When folks get down to the fairgrounds in Howard Lake, I think, uh, you know, they usually have some pretty good maps that if they haven't been to the fair before, they could uh, find their way around pretty easily to get to most of the 4-H stuff. But maybe you can kind of give a little description of um, all the, the, the main location there. kind of is right on the main walkway for the main 4-H building. And then from there, it's just kind of up and down the path to get to the various uh, animal displays and things like that. That is correct. Our main 4-H building is a green building, very easy to find. Um, and right across from our main 4-H building, on that main strip off of off of that octagon building, um, is our food stand, and that has a big 4-H clover hanging on it. Um, from there, yeah, you just keep on following up the path, and you'll find our horse barns, our poultry, and the um, all our livestock exhibits back. You and we have maps there as well. You mentioned before that uh, most of the clubs will take their turns uh, in the food stand. Let's maybe just focus on that for a second because I've always uh, promoted the fact that it's one of the best bargains out there at the fair and some of the freshest food. And, you know, it's just a, a great thing to uh, to raise some money for, uh, for 4-H. And talk a little bit about what the kids are prepared for. I know a lot of them clear tables and things like that, but uh, depending on their age, they get involved with uh, with some of the other kind of work-related stuff in the food booth? Not only do they get involved with the work-related stuff, but we also have um, kids involved in our planning committees. Um, Lily Gutnick, for example, is extremely active and will sometimes run our food stand meetings. Um, they're involved in every aspect of what we do. Um, the kids will do everything from slicing up our pies um, and we have great deals on our pies this year, and they're always delicious, so come check them out. Um, we also have kids doing everything from helping prepare the grills um, and fryers. And if they're over 18, they're often working the grills and fryers um, to running our cash registers as well. Um, it, most of our food stand managers, too, have actually been in the food stand as well. We have um, paid food stand managers um, this year, it's Serena Benson and Paula Sweet, and we're very lucky to have them. Serena was actually a longtime 4-H'er, and so most of our 4-H'ers we train up, and then we bring them on full-time eventually. I think, uh, generally speaking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, most of the kids really get kind of a kick out of working in the food booth and, and uh, really don't mind it at all. No, it's, it. There are there are some... Um, people who I talk to when they uh, in different organizations that run other food stands and they talk about how hard it is to get volunteers. Honestly, it's the easiest thing here. Um, the kids always want to do it. They're always filling in shifts. Um, if we ever need somebody, we just put out a call to the barns and we have 10 kids show up. It's a great time. People really like it. They get to hang out with their friends, meet new people. Um, and, that kind of fun exhausted that you were talking about really happens at the fair. And there's a lot of, a lot of great friendships that form at the fair and then get cemented throughout the summer at the rest of our day camps. And one thing that visitors to the fair should remember is that, uh, you know, the places to actually sit down and eat are kind of few and far between, but the, uh, the 4-H uh, food booth is one of the places where you can actually, uh, if you need to take a load off for a while, you can do that. Yes, and we have um, a little bit of air conditioning in there as well, so it's a good rest from the sun. And if you stop by our office 
um, right across the building. You can buy a tw- for twenty dollars. You can buy a meal ticket that will get you twenty five dollars worth of food at the food stand. Okay. So it's also a bargain as well. Fantastic. Uh, do you have? I'm not sure if you've got the hours there of the food stand. Um, what the operation hours are? Yeah, we'll be open every morning from seven to eight p.m. Seven a.m. to eight p.m. Wow, great. So they can uh, go for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if they want to. Yes, we've got a great breakfast. We're the only food stand open for breakfast on the fairgrounds, um, and we're one of the last ones to close as well. So, Any idea, just wild guess, ballpark figure, how many kids will be uh, participating with 4-H in one respect or another at the fair? I know that uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I would imagine we'll probably have over 350 youth participate in different project areas um, at the fair. That's a lot. A lot of kids to keep track of. Now, with the individual groups, there's probably some volunteers, I would guess, from each uh, club that that kind of help to keep track of, of the kids while they're you know down there for specific times. Yes. Yeah, we have, not only do our club leaders play a crucial role in managing the fair, we also have livestock superintendents who are critical, and we also have our county ambassador program, which is one of our big leadership opportunities. Um, Our county ambassadors are exceptional youth from across the county who help to put on the events. We couldn't do it without them. And I should also mention that this coming August, um, on August 6th, we're hosting our annual 4-H kickball tournament hosted by the ambassadors as well. So if you're a club out there in Wright County and you want to come participate, contact our office. And Lily, do you work with the ambassadors as well, or maybe you both do? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, in the past, I've actually been an ambassador for Wright County uh, for a good like three or four years. Um, so now that I'm an intern, I'm excited that I still get to see them because I've like grown up knowing them these past couple of years. Talk a bit a little bit about the experience that they have as kind of uh, that leadership role. What did you experience when you were uh, a 4-H ambassador, and and uh, what did it kind of prepare you for as you, you know, ventured out of high school and and onto uh, a little bit more adult world? I think the biggest thing would be public speaking. Actually, <clears throat> public speaking and leadership in general. Um, the ambassador program really prepares you for that um, through all of its events during the year. Um, and especially when it gets to the fair, they have a big role in communicating with all the judges and helping with um, the programs. And so that's something that it's definitely uh, prepared me for. And I've always been impressed at the uh, the main 4-H building. You know, of course, the, the animal displays uh, speak for themselves, but... Uh, the, the main 4-H building, um, you never really know for sure just uh, what kind of uh, displays you're going to see. I mean, th- there's general categories, uh, the photography and the woodworking and things like that. But as far as within those categories, uh, there is some pretty creative stuff going on by these kids. Yeah, this year we'll have everything from tractors and snowmobiles at the general exhibit building to crocheted um, hats and quilts. We've got it all. It's We have almost 4,000 projects entered in our fair this year. 
Well, it's going to be very exciting, these uh, countdown days here to uh, next week's Wright County Fair, which opens Wednesday and runs through Sunday. And we certainly encourage folks to certainly come by all the 4-H exhibits that they can and uh, come multiple days because um, uh, the activities vary a little bit from day to day, right? Oh, yes. And I will also encourage people to, if you're interested, on Saturday we have our livestock auction auction as well, which is a great event um, that raises money for our program. Um, and you can come in and bid on the premiums for all our amazing livestock exhibits that we have throughout the fair. All right. Saturday. Liam Barnes and Lily Teague, both with Wright County 4-H. I'm sure that we will probably run into both of you down there at one time or another, or maybe multiple days. So uh, we'll plan on talking in person down there next week at the fair. And, uh, of course, we'll continue with our uh, 4-H interviews that we've done for years and years and years, and uh, just general kind of explanation of some of the activities and exhibits that people can see with uh, 4-H. So we um, certainly encourage everybody to stop by. We thank you for your time today, and we will see you down at the fair next week. See you next week. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right. Be safe in between times. Thanks a lot. Liam Barnes and Lily Teague, representing the University of Minnesota Extension. Liam's an extension educator, Lily an intern, uh, specializing in Wright County 4-H. And, of course, it's one of the main things that uh, we focus on as we go down to the Wright County Fair. And, of course, as always, you'll be hearing the 4-H interviews uh, as we broadcast live each day from the fair. And uh, we'll tell you more about it all throughout next week's 50th uh, or 150th anniversary, I should say, of the Wright County Fair. And, of course, KRWC will be celebrating our 50th station anniversary as well, kind of in conjunction with that. So some special activities uh, a week from Saturday for that. So we hope to see you at the fair. If not, uh, keep it tuned to KRWC throughout next week, and we'll try to make you feel like you're right there with us. That's today's Spotlight here on KRWC.